This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. If you're in the job market, technology and social media skills can make all the difference. We've got some great advice from a career expert. You can have a one-page resume, but it's never going to be found because there's not enough information in the right places and repeated in the right places to increase its discoverability. Then, imagine your tap water being so expensive you can't afford it. A researcher says some Americans may be facing that grim reality in the years ahead. It's not just a function of how much people are making, but how much costs are rising. If you're in a place where costs are going up a lot and people's incomes are somewhat lower, then that's where the situation gets critical. Stay with us. InfoTrack gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Looking for a job or changing careers? Our next guest says you'll get the best results by using the power of technology, including social media. With the story, here's InfoTrack's Lisa G. Lisa? Thanks, Chris. We are speaking with Martin Yate, who is the author of Knock'em Dead 2017, The Ultimate Job Search Guide. For everyone who's listening who might be in that position, what would you say is the number one thing to focus on as you're starting out trying to find a new job? The number one thing is to recognize that you know nothing about job search or career management in this new age. Not only has all recruitment and all job search changed over the last 20 years since the Internet came into our lives, it changes every darn day, almost as fast as the pages on the calendar. So anything you have been told, unless you've done a job search and it has worked out well for you in the last 12 to 18 months, you are behind and you need to catch up. So for most people, it means facing the truth and saying, you know what? Jobs aren't secure anymore. This is not my first job change. It probably won't be my last. I'm going to use it as a good opportunity to get up to speed with things that will work today and will still work for me in managing my career as I move forward over the coming years. I think that's the biggest thing everyone should do. And what has changed? What do people need to know about? Well, I've just been on the phone with a senior director level client who was concerned that her resume was three pages long because resumes have to be one or two pages. And this is entirely irrelevant. It is a rule from 40 years ago that doesn't apply anymore. Today, our resumes go into resume databases and some of them have half a billion resumes in there. So our resume is like a minnow in an Atlantic Ocean of minnows. To be found, it has to be carefully focused on one specific target job. If there are two or three jobs you can do, you have to create two or three resumes, but focus the first one 
on what gives you the best shot at getting an interview and turning it into an offer, and then you edit the others. It has to be data dense to be found, which means that you can have a one-page resume, but it's never going to be found because there's not enough information in the right places and repeated in the right places to increase its discoverability. So we have to throw out a lot of things we thought were relevant and accept that in this world, jobs have either been dumbed down to the point where they're paper hat and name tags, and that is not a criticism of fast food workers. There is honor in all work. But many other jobs have become infinitely more complex. And the more experience you have, the more complex your job, the longer it takes to explain it, the more space it's going to take. And that gives more opportunity for packing your resume in the right places with the right words, phrases, and acronyms that will make your resume discoverable. You know, one of the things you write about is transferable skills. And I think that's one of the most important things to try and get across to people that might be the most difficult. Yeah, there are words we see on all job descriptions. Communication skills, teamwork, leadership, creativity, problem solving, multitasking. And you can read a hundred blogs a day that say, these words don't mean anything. You could put any job title on the top. And the people who are writing these blogs are missing the point entirely. You are right, Lisa, because these are transferable skills. They are the skills that allow us to do whatever it is we do and do it well. How do you convince a possible employer to understand that you have skills that could transfer into what, let's say, you want to do moving forward? Well, number one, our resume should not be based on what we think is important. What you think is important in your resume is subjective. What I think is important in your resume is subjective, and that won't get it found. So we need to find out how employers are thinking about the job and the words they are using that they feel important. So how do you make that come across that you have the skills that maybe a prospective employer might want to use? There are two places you do this. A modern resume should always start with the target job title, then have a performance summary of no more than six lines and maybe a few bullets that speaks directly to the employer's priority needs. And then there is usually a section which we call professional skills, and this is usually two or three columns of those keywords, phrases, and acronyms that apply. So we might put multitasking in there. We might put teamwork in there. But also it is important that these transferable skills be repeated within the context of the jobs where they're applied. Brought new product to market three months before due date, required teamwork, multitasking, and communication skills. That shows A, we can do something, and B, we know we need to work with others, and we can multitask projects and do the rest of it, and we're putting it in context. We're speaking with Martin Yate, who is the author of Knock 'em Dead 2017, the ultimate job search guide. And Martin, how do you ace an in-person interview. What are your tips for that? Because people can get nervous. 
Oh, yeah. You know what we don't realize is over the other side of the desk, the interviewer is on her knees looking up into the skies with her hands clasped saying, Dear Lord, don't let this be another imbecile. All I want is someone who can do the job and play well with others and I'll hire them. So they want to hire you. That's number one. Number two, recognize you are being hired to be a problem solver. doesn't matter what your job title is. You're there to anticipate, identify, prevent problems from occurring, and then to handle them, solve them effectively and efficiently when they do occur. So if you're heading for an interview today, just think of this. What are they looking for? In this responsibility, what are the problems that typically occur? What do I do in the way I execute my job to prevent them occurring in the first place? And how do I handle them when they still dump on my desk as they do every day or my job wouldn't exist? How do I handle them effectively and with due consideration for the people I have to work with? And if the one thing you can do, if you can head in that direction in your answers and in the questions you ask, you will do a lot towards distancing yourself from the competition. There are five major ways that produce the most interviews. Yes, resume posting. Yes, responding to job postings. Yes, reaching out to headhunters. Yes, social networking. And yes, direct research. Identifying all the employers in your target geography. And in each of these approaches, you then cross-reference across your social media platforms. And it gives you four different ways to approach an employer. So, five techniques, five days of the week. Any one of them will drive you bats. None of them are exactly engaging. So you do them half a day each, twice a week, and your job search will move forward smoothly and you will get the maximum number of results. Thanks so much for your time, Martin Yate. Knock them dead 2017. Thanks so much, Martin. Thank you, Lisa. God bless. For InfoTrack, I'm Lisa G. Next. Tap water so expensive you can't afford it? That story, coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this.